is the day you have made. And we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for bringing us into this um, beautiful day. Commit ourselves into your hands as we um, share together. And we ask that our hearts are enlightened, our hearts are strengthened, that we are energized to do much more for you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Uh, once again, I want to thank um, I want to thank the leadership for this opportunity, and I'll just go straight into God's word this morning. Um, basically, I'm just going to um, be reminding us of God's love, reminding us of God's word, reminding us of all that God has, um, I mean, you know, some of the things that we know that we have in Christ Jesus, you know, so that our hearts are actually lifted this morning. Hallelujah. All right, you know, um, just going to be sharing around um you know dreaming again you know rebirthing our 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 desires our our plans our anticipations our, our desires amen hallelujah glory to god we know that you know god has god is a good god and um he always has good plans for us hallelujah you know but sometimes um one major issue that creates a setback, you know, not just for believers, but even generally for people, you know, is the past. And a lot of times, you know, people find it difficult to come out of their past, to come out of where they have been. And, you know, some people are haunted consistently with, um, you know, some of the events of their past and they're able, they're unable to move past that. They're unable to just move forward. Some people have made wrong decisions in the past and then you're wondering if that is actually what is responsible, you know, for the present and all of that. Yes, even though I know that we've always had, um, you know, God's word and, you know, to be able to get rid of those things, but this is just another, um, another time to remind ourselves of some of the things that God actually has in store for us. You know, sometimes when we look at our environments, we look at um, the happenings around us, we wonder if, um, you know, some of those dreams that you've had, you know, some of those desires, some of those plans that you've made, if they are actually able to, or if they would actually come to fruition, you know, but God is a faithful God. Hallelujah. You know, God is, God is faithful and he's not holding back any good thing from us. Hallelujah. This is a season where we celebrate, you know, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And here again, we are faced with that reality that Jesus actually died for us, that Jesus was buried, he was raised up and he ascended to heaven, you know, and this actually gives us an opportunity for a fresh start. Hallelujah. You know, regardless of um, past mistakes, regardless of past thoughts, regardless of those, you know, those decisions that keep haunting us, and, you know, yeah, people have different reasons for not achieving what they've set out to do. You know, maybe you don't have the means. I mean, Reverend has been, you know, I mean, taught us largely this week, you know, about creating your world, you know, not waiting for things to just um, fall on your laps. You actually, you know, you should go out, you know, for that thing that you want, that thing that you desire, that thing that you're convinced about, oh, this is God's plan for me. This is God's will for me. This is what I want to do. You know, you create your world because that's what our father does. Hallelujah. You know, and you know sometimes you're just like oh 
is this thing really going to work? I mean, am I really going to ever achieve this? Uh, children, when you ask them what they want to be, they usually have very big dreams. Oh, I want to be an astronaut. Oh, I want to go into space. I want to go, you know, regardless of the environment. But sometimes as we grow up, we're faced with some realities around us and they will begin to wonder, oh, no, this thing is not likely going to come to pass. I mean, I don't have the resources for this or I'm in this environment. So it's not likely that, you know, that this is going to happen. All right. But, you know, I'm just going to let's let's um, go through some scriptures this morning. Luke chapter 24. I'm going to read from International Children's Bible, and we're just going to take a cue from um, some of the conversations and the happenings of this um, particular passage. Hallelujah. So Luke chapter 24. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to read from verse 1, and I'm reading from the International Children's Bible. Okay. Um, it's the story of the resurrection, Luke's account of the resurrection. Hallelujah. It says, very early on the first day of the week, the women came to the tomb where Jesus' body was laid. They brought spices that they had prepared. Okay, so this reminds us of the fact that, yeah, a lot of times we make preparations. You know, you might probably have prepared, oh, this is really what I want to achieve. This is what I want to do. And your preparation, you know, that just doesn't turn out right. You know, just like this women, verse two says, they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance of the tomb. I mean, that wasn't what they were expecting to find. They weren't expecting to, I mean, they had prepared spices. They wanted to go and anoint the body of Jesus. And then they got there and found that a stone had been rolled away. You know, like, oh, this is not our, what happened here? This is not what we're expecting. You know, just like sometimes you make plans and you're like, no, this is not what I was anticipating. This isn't actually not, you know, what I thought, you know, to do. And then we've also learned that, yes, we make plans and those plans are, you know, in planning, your, I mean, your plans are subject to change. You continue to, you know, adjust until you actually get your desired results. Okay, so these people did the same. They went in and, you know, but verse three, they went in, but they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Okay, so you tried to do everything, but you still just, you know, seemed like your result didn't come out. It didn't show up the way you wanted it. Verse four, while they were wondering about this, two men in shining clothes suddenly stood beside them. And this is what God does. God shows up for us always, consistently, you know, he shows up. Yeah, sometimes, you know, that's at that moment, he just shows up suddenly and then you get light. He just shows up suddenly and then hope springs up in our hearts. Or maybe it's a health challenge and you're just wondering, this is not what you planned for your life. Oh, you have thoughts that you are going to be able to do this by this age and you're able to go and be able to do this. But what kind of setback is this? And then suddenly you remember God's word. Oh, God shows up. You know, God is always there for us. But suddenly in our hearts, when it seems like, oh, all hope was lost, or maybe you made some financial plans, and this is 2023, and you're wondering what exactly is the issue, what could be the issue, because those plans just haven't um, turned out the way you had anticipated that they would. You know, but here is God. God shows up always. He showed up for them at the tomb. And, you know, that's why we have here and says in verse 4 that while they were wondering about this, while they were wondering about this, two men in shining clothes suddenly stood beside them. And the women were very afraid. They bowed their heads to the ground. The men said to the women, why are you looking for a living person here? 
This is a place for the dead. King James says, why do you seek the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. He has risen from the death. Do you remember what he said in Galilee? All right. So sometimes we bury our heads in fear. Sometimes we just bury our heads in dismay. Even yes, we're believers and you're wondering, oh God, when is this thing going to happen? Oh, when is this thought? When is this plan going to manifest in my life? Oh, when is this thing going to happen? And sometimes you've actually had to abandon that dream. You've had to abandon that plan because you've told yourself that, no, this is not going to work for you. Okay. But then God has showed up again and then he's saying, you know, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Why are you remaining in your past? Why do you continue to get, you know, to, to um, hamper your progress by the thoughts of your past mistakes? Why do you get to disturb or to, you know, why are you staying in dismay? Why are you staying in hopelessness? As though there was no God who would show up consistently to change that situation. Why are you burying your heads in fear? Why are you burying your head in such you know, such um, hopelessness, you know, but here we are. And then he reminds them again of God's word. He says, Jesus is not here. He has risen from the dead. Do you remember what he said in Galilee? He said that the son of man must be given to evil men, be killed on a cross and rise from death on the third day. Hallelujah. This is a reminder of God's word here. And then, you know, the angels reminded them of what Jesus had said. Jesus had said, oh, he was going to be killed. Yeah, things were going to be turbulent. Oh, it was going to look like all hope was lost. It was going to look like, you know, there was nothing else that they could latch on to. He said, but remember, after all of that, after the fact that he must be given to evil men, after the fact that he must be killed on a cross, but then there remains the truth that he would rise from death on the third day. Verse 8 says, then the women remember what Jesus had said. This shows that, you know, in the midst of very troubling situations, sometimes our head plays pranks on us and we just can't remember what God's word has said. But our God is always a good God and he shows up for us. Just the way he showed up for those women at the tomb and reminded them of God's word. I reminded them of what Jesus had said. And the women remembered what Jesus had said. And when they remembered, what did they do? Immediately, of course, verse 9 says, the women left the tomb and told all these things to the 11 apostles and the other followers. And then verse 10 goes on to, not, I mean, to name the women. Hallelujah. The same thing that happened to the woman at the well that had an encounter with Jesus. Yes, her life was in disarray. Her life was, you know, very um, atypical of that kind of woman. I mean, of what was expected at that time. And then Jesus showed up and then suddenly she had hope. Oh, and then, you know, she was like, oh, this, you know, I, I never met a man. Come see this man that told me everything that I ever did. Of course, you know that Jesus didn't go out to condemn her because if that was it, then she would not have had hope. She would not have, you know, all that Jesus did was, you know, Jesus told her, you know, of God's word, hallelujah. And that is why, you know, sometimes these things hold us back from sharing our faith with others. These things prevent us 
from going, uh, you know, imagine a student, for example, a Christian student, a probably a fellowship leader, you know, who is not, who is struggling with his or her academics. It's difficult for that person to go to fellowship, you know, even if, yeah, you know, you use all the Ashangri and you start to preach to people and say, oh, make sure you study your books, make sure you pass, you know, we're going to have this. But, you know, somewhere in that person's heart or mind, the person would hold back because his or her life does not show that example. And sometimes that is the way, you know, that's where fear cripples us from going ahead to share faith with people. When we're still entangled by our own faults, by our own failures, by our own wrong decisions, by our own wrong mistakes, you know, sometimes we find it difficult to want to go out to talk to other people. But this is really not about us telling them we're telling them about jesus and not about yourself hallelujah we're telling them that oh this is what jesus said he said he was going to be killed he was going to be killed he was i mean he was he must be given to evil men be killed on the cross and rise from death on the third day hallelujah you know um let's let me read again first let me read first peter chapter one First Peter, before I move on to First Peter chapter 1, let me quickly read First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to read from KJV. All right. Now, if Christ be preached, because let me let me go to verse 11. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach and so we believe. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ no reason? And if Christ be not reason, then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we have found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ. Whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which have fallen asleep in Christ are perished, Verse 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Hallelujah. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are not hopeless people. Glory to God. We are people who have Christ. And our hope in Christ is hinged on the fact, on the truth, that he rose up from the dead. Hallelujah. Death could not hold him captive, but he rose up. God raised him. And that is where our hope is. That is where our faith lies. That is where our hope is hinged. That is where our faith lies. Our faith is not in vain. Glory to God. So in the midst of the very um, unlikely or um, very undesirable circumstances, we remember that Jesus rose up from the dead. 
God raised him by the power, by his own power. Hallelujah. And that is why we have hope in him. We are no longer miserable. We are not miserable. He says, if in Christ, if Christ be not raised, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we have all men most miserable. Thank God that we are not of all men most miserable. Glory to God. Because our hope is in Christ. And in fact, in, in, I mean, Christ was raised up from the dead. And this is a reason why we must dream again. This is a reason why we must continue to find our faith, our hope, our trust in God alive. Hallelujah. Not allowing ourselves to drown in circumstances and drown in situations such that our heads are buried and then we can't even raise it up, you know, to share the gospel with other people. But when we realize, you know, when we continue to remind ourselves, even in the midst of circumstances, yes, Jesus also went through all of that. Oh, by the time he went to pray at Gethsemane, the Bible says that his disciples were asleep for sorrow. They were asleep for sorrow. That was why they slept. They couldn't pray. They couldn't watch with him because they were sorrowful. You know, if you've been so unhappy and all of that, you know, there, there's really nothing you want to do. I mean, one of the one of the definitions of depression in the in medical terms, you know, is the fact that the person loses pleasure in the things that the person loved to do, you know, previously, previous to or prior to when the person is having those issues or those symptoms the person has lost interest in things that were previously pleasurable so you find out of course you know sadness depression unhappiness you know puts our heads down you know prevents us from being able to go oh maybe you're looking at yourself yeah you're you're telling yourself that oh i don't even i mean i probably i'm not doing as well as this my neighbor why should i go and invite him to church why should i tell him to come with me but glory to god well our, our faith is not in ourselves our faith is in god our faith is in God. Our faith is in the truth that Jesus died and he was raised up from the dead. He didn't stay dead. Hallelujah. He rose up from the dead. Glory to God. So I'm going to read 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter 1 verse 3. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Peter, um, sorry, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. The resurrection of Jesus gives us a fresh start. The resurrection of Jesus gives us, gives our neighbors a fresh start through us. The resurrection of Jesus gives other people a fresh start through us. Hallelujah. Glory to God, which according to his abundant mercy had begotten us again unto a lively hope, not a dead hope, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, oh, regardless of circumstances, regardless of your environment, regardless of situations, it is an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Hallelujah. Wherein ye greatly rejoice. Though now for a season if need be ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations but that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth Though it be tried with fire, 
might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Hallelujah. This is that confidence that we have. This is that, this is, this is that, you know, which gives us joy and gives us the confidence to go out, to talk to people about Jesus. Oh, our strength is not about us. Hallelujah. The Bible says in, in, in 2 Peter chapter 1 that his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and to godliness through the knowledge of him. Oh, he has called us through the knowledge of him that has called us unto his own glory and virtue. Hallelujah. His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and unto godliness. Glory to God. Our faith lies in Jesus. Our faith lies in, you know, in the truth of God's word. Hallelujah. You know, this is just a call to, you know, for, for us to, to dream again. Hallelujah. All those things that you had desired, all those things that you had wanted to do, all those things that you had planned and you prayed for and you, tried, you trusted God for and you had really believed God for and it seems like they hadn't, you know, come to pass. This is a time again to latch on to God's word and to remind yourself of God's word instead of, you know, burying your head in the, the seeming reality of that circumstance. And then when you get, you know, when your hope is found alive in your heart, your expectations are, you know, not cut short, you are able to go for, you're able to go for and share this with other people. Jesus is risen from the dead. And this gives us an opportunity for a fresh start. It gives us an opportunity to dream again. It gives us an opportunity to write down our plans again, to create the world that we desire, to create the desires of our hearts and the things that God has in store for us and to breath them and to breath them in him. Hallelujah. Because in Christ Jesus, our faith is not in vain. Hallelujah. Because in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have an, our being. Glory to God. It's not in, in, in what we have. It's not in, the, in our possessions. It's not in the circumstances. Yes. It says, even though now you're faced with, with, with temptations, glory to God. You know, it says, but that your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. You know, our faith is more precious than of gold. And that's why we can share that faith. Our faith is more precious than gold. And that's why we can share it with other people. Oh, this is a season, you know, of course, where we celebrate that death. You know, the fact that Jesus was given to evil men. He, he was killed. He died on the cross and he was buried and he rose up. He was raised up by the power of God and he went to heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. Glory to God. And this is where our hope lies. So whether you're trying to dream again with trying, you know, with getting, you know, God's word out to someone else, to encouraging that person, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, you know, go and share, you know, go and share God's word with that person. But you're like, no, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm carried away by my own circumstances. I'm carried away by my own situations. No, we're going out to share that faith 
with other people. This is a time to dream again. This is a time to, you know, to allow that freshness that God breaths into our lives, that God gave us, you know, in Christ Jesus, all through this, through his death, burial, resurrection, God gave us a fresh start. Let's latch onto that fresh start. Dream again for yourself. Dream again for the other people. Dream again and start to see other people, you know, coming to the light of God. You know, maybe sometimes we've been carried by the fact that, oh, we've been preaching, we've not been seeing people, we've not been having as many people that would have loved to have. Oh, but no, we're not giving up. Glory to God. It's time to dream again. It's time to see them as God sees them. Oh, it's time to open our hearts to what God has in store for us. It's time to, you know, to find our hope to flame. It's time to, you know, to continue to, to build on our faith. Hallelujah. Which is more precious than our gold. Hallelujah. You know, so this is a call this morning to rise, you know, to dream, to see ourselves the way God sees us. And to also get to see other people the way God sees them. See yourself as God sees you. Don't see yourself because of what situation and circumstances have placed on you. And that was what happened to that woman at the well. Oh, her circumstances had tagged her. Her situation had tagged her. But Jesus gave her a new, a new vision of herself. Jesus gave her a new way of seeing herself. And he was able to see the ability of God in herself glory to god and that's what god wants us to see let's see ourselves in him let's see his ability in us by his power we're able to do you know to to do a whole lot we're able to to move mountains by his power we're able to do more than we set out to do because his divine power has given to us all things that pertain unto light and to godliness and remember that god loves us and he's not holding back any good thing from us so those desires of yours those plans of yours those aspirations as we lay them before him we receive a fresh start and we receive an opportunity to build our lives again and to continue to grow in him and become all that he wants us to be. And that way, we're also able to raise many more men unto glory like he has raised us unto glory. Hallelujah. This is my chat for us this morning. And um, I want to wish every one of us a very beautiful um, resurrection celebration as we set out the Lord bless and keep us. And he causes us to continue to see ourselves in his light such that we're also able to make other people to see themselves in his light, in the name of Jesus. Have a wonderful day, everyone. God bless you.